This is 680 CJOB. Happy New Year, everyone. Thank you for tuning into The Main Ingredient, the first episode of 2019. I am Kevin Bergen. Last week, I went down to McPhillips Street Station and went to their new Ultra Lounge called Loft 180, which of course has excellent food. So in the studio right now, I have Chef Jamie Brionis and Manager of Culinary Operations, Ray Miller, to talk about it. How are we doing today, guys? Great. Fantastic. Super happy to be here. Yeah, thanks for having Absolutely. Thanks for having us the other night. That was really good. Enjoyed the food. Okay, so Ray, I'm going to start with you. Loft 180. Uh, located at 484 McPhillips. That's correct, yeah. At uh, McPhillips Street Station Casino. So what is it and why was it created? It is an ultra lounge concept. It's created to create a different uh, environment for gaming and for eating. Uh, We want to do a 180 on what we're doing on the downstairs level. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think we've accomplished this with very exciting games and an amazing new menu. Uh, and I'm assuming the name, part of the name came from, like you said, it's a, it's a 180 from the casino downstairs, kind of a, a totally different change, a different direction. Yeah, that's one area where it came from. So it's to do a 180 on, on what you would expect to find at a casino or what we had been doing uh, pre- previously up to this point. Uh, the other uh, reason is uh, it's located on Route 180, oh. which is, uh, and an, it overlooks Route 180. So it's a loft of 180. Oh, so yeah, it's, 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 it's twofold. Okay, so you are and were a chef for many years, but now you're the manager of operations, right, for, for Manitoba Liquor and Lotteries. That's right, manager of culinary operations for uh, the casinos of Winnipeg, yeah. So what made you make the change? Like what attracted you to that position? You know, I've had many different positions while working at the casinos. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is just one of them. Uh, it just happened to be we wanted to focus our attention on the culinary side. Uh, so that position I decided to, uh, to do. I understand. Yeah. Chef Jamie Brionis. You know I love that name. Brionis. Mm-hmm. Changed my name. Kevin Brionis. <laughs> um, you've worked in many kitchens. You've done a lot of things. So uh-huh. how was creating the menu and the food at uh, at Loft 180 for you? Uh, it was definitely a challenge. Um, first off, nailing down the concept and actually understanding what what we wanted to do and what we wanted to put forth. And then zeroing in on you know specific dishes and kind of flavor profiles and and things that we wanted to showcase um i i took a lot of inspiration from what i would consider a lounge that that i would want to you know go to to Mm -hmm. visit to have a couple drinks maybe have a bite of food so there's some what you might consider a classic lounge or a pub dish um but with the new modern spin and that was kind of the, the idea behind a lot of the dishes. Had you physically been in that kind of lounge before for, for inspiration? Or were, you, or were you kind of creating it from somewhere <laughs> that, you know, pieces of places that you've been that you'd want to incorporate into, into one location? I don't think I've ever stepped foot in what you would consider an ultra lounge. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly not here in Winnipeg. Um, I've, I have visited, you know, lounges and those types of establishments in other cities. It's got that, you know, hip, cool vibe, um, interesting food, great cocktails. And there's definitely, um, you know, pieces of, of those trips that I've kind of influenced in this menu. Right. Like I've, I've 
this is going to sound kind of funny. I've never been in a, in a casino before. I, I'm, I'm not a gambler. Like I'm, I'm terrible at games. When I came there, it kind of, it was just a lot different than what I thought a casino was going to be. Is that the image you guys want to, you want to throw out there to people who are new to gaming or new to casinos? Absolutely. We want you to see it as a, as an entertainment destination. Not, it's not about the gambling. It's about coming down and having a great time. Right. I mean, yeah, we have some games or they're, they're quite easy to, to start with. I mean, we have a war casino war available. Is, is that right? It's, it's just like what the game that? you play at home. You mean like with the cards? With the cards. Board? Yeah. Really? There's a dealer there and, and you play war. Yeah. And you make bets based on that. That's kind of cool. It's really fun. See, that's nice and simple. I can handle that. That's okay. <laughs> a lot of the games are uh, are even uh, they're co-play, so you can play with your friends, right? So mm-hmm. you can play roulette with your friends at a table. Uh, a lot of the games are are more like an RPG style, mm-hmm. so you can. It's more adventure game, so it's a little bit more interesting than just slots. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, 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 it seems like it's geared more towards inclusivity, like you know, group play. Um, and the food is also the food is, is 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 a lot of things to share. Absolutely, everything was designed really with that in mind. We want people to to share plates. Um, I had trouble sharing the other night. <laughs> I, just I just couldn't do it. <laughs> that's um, that's that's what we're aiming for, right? Uh, the menu is priced attractively, so it, you're able to you know, spend a couple bucks and try two or three things. If you're at a bigger group, you know, four or five things, it's, um, it just makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a place I would go, even if I like, even if I wasn't playing games, like I would go there just to eat. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's your choice. Yeah. Jamie, what inspired you to start cooking in the first place? Um, my mom is by far the best cook I've ever known. Um, growing up eating her food, I. And it was very, very simple, you know, very classic Chilean home food. That's yeah. what I grew up on. Um, but it was always amazing to me just to watch her work because my mom's been working all her life. And she would get home after, you know, her nine hours in the factory and still put together an incredible meal for our family. Yeah, crazy. And, um, and I love that. There was something so incredible to me to see her put her her love and soul into something to feed our souls Mm -hmm. so that was by far um a a huge inspiration on me becoming a cook other than that um i've always had restaurant jobs i mean my first job out of high school was a restaurant and um because it was fun i loved doing it and the the work was easy because I loved doing it. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's less of a job when you actually like something. Exactly. Uh, the people I've met throughout my career have, I have long, like lifelong friends through this profession. And, uh, I'm a musician as well. So I, I've always kind of done the, the gigging, um, part of my life and then the cooking part of my life. And they've always worked in tandem. Mm -hmm. So when I wasn't gigging, I'd get, I'd get a cooking job. And when I had a lot of gigs coming up and I had to prepare on the the musician side of me, then I would, you know, let go of a kitchen job for a bit and I would just concentrate on playing. So as I got older, the, it's, it's super difficult to be a professional musician in the city. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the gigs were few and far between. So cooking became more of, uh, the regular job. Like a necessity. Exactly. By necessity. Um, but also 
because it's something that I love doing, right. um, it was it was a pleasure. Right. Yeah. When did you know that cooking was actually going to be a profession? Like that's how you were going to make your livelihood. Jeez, I'd say. Was it kind of a battle between both? Between both playing and. Yeah, always a battle. Um, and even to this day, I still gig. So I still have the, the musician part of my life that, that I really enjoy. Um, I'd say it was probably in my very early 20s when I was working at a music store and, and got laid off. And I just really took a serious look at what I was going to do with my life. I think I realized, you know, being a professional gig, uh, gigging musician was maybe not the life for me. Um, so I thought of cooking as something seriously signed up for, uh, the culinary course at Red River college mm -hmm. and was on the wait list. And then as soon as I got the call, I think it was four months later that that would kind of set the course for the rest of my life. Nice. I always love to find out what attracts people to a career in the kitchen. So when we return, Ray Miller from Loft 180 is going to answer the same question. And chef Jamie Briones is going to fill me in on how he stays so calm in his busy kitchen. Hey everyone, Kevin Bergen here with Chef Jamie Brionis and Ray Miller from Loft 180, which is a new ultra lounge with interactive games and killer food located in McPhillips Street Station. Before the break, Jamie told us why he became a chef. Ray is also a chef, but has since moved on to being the manager of culinary operations for Manitoba Liquor and Lotteries. So Ray, I'm asking you the same question. The reason why I started cooking was, uh, was a lack of good food in my home. Oh, really? Yeah, so... Uh, in order to survive, I had to learn how to cook at a very young age. Which is, uh, you know, you know it's funny. It's funny that you're saying this because it's either, it's literally one or the <laughs> other. That is, that is literally <laughs> the answers that I get on, on both sides. Either, yeah, my, my parents couldn't cook. There's no food in the house. I just had to learn and learn how to cook myself. Or I learned from my mom or my grandma or, or something along those lines. Bizarre. It's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Probably one of the first jobs I could get out of high school. It was a recession at the time. Was uh, was in a restaurant. Mm -hmm. So you know, just I just was so happy to have a job that I just worked hard and and worked different roles in the restaurant and found myself in the kitchen. Yeah. Uh, you know, luckily enough, uh, someone took it upon themselves to bring me to another kitchen just outside the the city at uh, Medicine Rock Cafe. Oh, dude, I look close to them. And that. Uh, <laughs> You know that kind of inspired me. The chef there was was doing some amazing things, even even by today's standards. He was bringing in uh, wild boar and saddles of venison, and you know uh, Manitoba lamb, Manitoba products, very uh, influenced on on local products. Right before it was popular and cool to be local. Long before anybody was doing that, right. and I mean that's just inspired me my whole career. Mm -hmm. Since then, uh, I fell in love with it. I could do I could do it. A, as many hours a day as I needed to and as many days a week as I needed to. And it was uh, the one love of my life for sure. Wow. So what made you, you were more on the business end now, right? So how, how was it trying, like, again, you got a position where it's kind of like things are probably opportunities are popping up here and there and you're, you're, you know, and you're taking them. So which took you away from the kitchen more and more probably, right? Yeah. I mean, as you, as you get older and you, and you, you want to learn the different parts of, of the business, right? And, mm -hmm. and to me, uh, it's, it's more about the people now than anything else. And how can I help the people be successful? How can I get my, my staff more trained? I mean, I have a, over 100 people I'm looking after mm -hmm. now. So that's, that's how can I ensure that they have a future in this industry, not just a job, but a career. Right. 
Um, speaking of which, obviously, I was in your kitchen on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that I found is that there was not a lot of yelling back there. You had a lot of people, a lot of things going on. I'm like in your way every five minutes. <laughs> you guys are kicking <laughs> out plates. Um, you're very calm. Like I said, you're talking to people, not barking out orders and stuff. So what advice would you give others to avoid panic in the kitchen? Well, um, I think panic is inevitable. Um, you're, it's bound to happen where you get, you know, unexpected rush or you get countless sick calls. Um, it's bound to happen. Um, being prepared for anything, I think, is kind of the mantra. I mean, mise en place is more than just our ingredients that we use to put dishes together, right? It's a mindset. Mm-hmm. It's It has to do with the layout of things. It has to do with the way we we conduct ourselves and how we carry ourselves. And that, in turn, is how we we communicate with each other. I, uh, I've been in kitchens where the chef is yelling and screaming and throwing things across, you know, the room to get your attention. And, um, (laughs) (laughs) and that is, I've, I've actively chosen not to, to have a kitchen in that manner. Um, I think it's, it's disrespectful somewhat to the tra to the trade, to our craft. Um, and it only goes so far to get what you actually need from someone. Right. hundred percent. You're not yeah. going to get positive production out of somebody night after night by ragging on them. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and it's, it's more about for me, at least building people's confidence and coaching and teaching. And if someone makes a mistake, which is bound to happen, um, there's a way to take that mistake and learn from it and improve upon it and make sure that it doesn't happen again. I'm not going to say I don't lose my temper. Obviously I do. Right. <laughs> right. Yep. Um, but there's, there's much better ways to deal with it than raising your voice, screaming, yelling, pounding on tables. That's what walk-ins <laughs> but are for. But it is fun. It is fun. That's what walk-ins are for. We go in there. <laughs> I'm just going to go in this cooler for a minute. I'll be right back. That's right. <laughs> But that clears everything, right? Yeah. You know, just one big yell in the freezer. Yep. No one's around. <laughs> then you open the door and everything's good. <laughs> we laugh because we know it's true. It's, I know, right? it's, totally, <laughs> it's totally true. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, okay, so what type of cuisine for, for both of you, this question is for both of you, is your favorite to eat? And is it the same for you to cook? I'll let Jamie wow. answer that first. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> Favorite to eat? Favorite to eat. Um, anything my mom makes. So I guess I would zero it in specific, specifically to Chilean food. Mm-hmm. Is that strictly what she cooks? Or does she uh, venture out? She, she always has. Uh, I remember growing up, like my mom making stir fry and like Cantonese noodles mm-hmm. and, and things along those lines. Um but what I, to this day, can't get enough of is um, her handmade bread or pastel de choclo, empanadas. Um, Let's go to her place. Her pig's feet <laughs> with, uh, like, raw onions. Oh, man. I, I'm getting hungry. <laughs> um, so I, I would think that 
by no, by by far is my favorite food to eat. Anything my mom makes. Mm-hmm. What you like to eat and what you like to cook sometimes can be two totally different things. So we'll talk about that and the Loft 180 menu with Jamie and Ray after the break. Chef Jamie Briones from Loft 180 told us what he likes to eat before the break. Your favorite to cook now, Jamie, is what? Because sometimes, you know, I, I, I love all sorts of food, but tons of it is way too complicated for me to ever perfect myself, and I don't want to eat it the way that I make it. You know Absolutely. Um, I think I've, I've done so much and kind of exper- experimented with so many types of cuisine mm-hmm. that... I hate the word fusion because I've never really, you know, partook of it mm-hmm. much in, in kitchens. But I think having respect for your ingredient and then having um, the technique and the methodology behind a specific type of food will allows you to play with ideas and concepts in a way that, um, you know, maybe you, you wouldn't think possible. In a, in a roundabout way, I guess I'm saying I'll look in my fridge and I'll find whatever I have in there, mm-hmm. and I'll I'll make something. Right, right, and that's that's really what I enjoy. I enjoy the challenge of having you know great produce, a great piece of meat, whatever it is, and just making something delicious out of it. I've I love making pasta by hand. I love making bread by hand. I love all kinds of meat butchery and fish production, love cooking with vegetables. Um, but I don't think there's one specific style of food that, that I would necessarily call my own. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Nope, it totally does, 100%. Ray, your turn. Well, it's tough to follow that answer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say the food I'm most interested in or that I enjoy eating the most uh, is typically uh, food that is done well, that is that is handled well and handled with care. Uh, often I'll go to Toronto and my sister will take me on food tours of all the specific restaurants that, uh, that she uh, ha- has there's like one item that you got to try this item at this it, restaurant. You know, and, and that's the best way to, to, to tour play. You like, instead yeah. of trying to discover yourself, find someone who lives there and they basically take you to all the good spots. Just cut to the chase, right? Yeah, she should sure. actually have a website because she knows <laughs> some pretty amazing places. But yeah, I mean, I'll find something. I'll latch onto it. There was uh, some lamb uh, dumplings at a, at a Chinese restaurant there and, and these ladies were just standing there making dumplings all day and they're the, the probably the best thing I've, I've eaten in, in a long time. Yeah. Right? And it's something very simple, but it's done well. It's done with care. The The recipe hasn't probably hasn't changed for 20 years, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, that kind of stuff is, is what I'm into. It's really, it changes all the time when, I, when I'm really interested in eating. Right, you're not restricting yourself to anything. So if it's good, it's good. Yeah, not restricting. Uh, I, again, like Jamie said, vegetables, love vegetables. So I think uh, more and more, especially at home, I'm I'm doing more things with vegetables at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, just feel better when you eat them and and love the nutrients that you get from them. Uh, as for preparation of, of foods, it's usually whatever I'm into as well. So another thing I'm into uh, right now is uh, this einkorn wheat. So it's the original wheat uh, that has been around for, for 5,000 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of making a comeback. There's a movement to bring it back. 
I've been working with that at home lately and, and making some amazing breads out of this product and some sourdough pancakes and and I'm excited about it. So if I'm excited about it, I'm going to work with it at home. For sure. 100%. Yeah. I'm coming to you. I'm coming to your places. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hungry right now. I'm starving. Um, okay. So I'm going to tell you a little secret. I, I hate beets. Okay. I hate them, but I was the person that ate the most of those roasted beets <laughs> in your restaurant. Well, thank you. I, like I totally, I was like, yeah, okay, I'm going to try this. And whatever I had to put it in my mouth, I was like, that's actually quite quite good because at first I was I didn't want to tell anybody that I didn't like beets mm-hmm. but um, yeah super good so obviously you know the best beets I've ever tasted because yep. my opinion has completely changed so let's talk about some of the food we ate okay. so we ate the roasted beets we ate um, K- Korean chicken wings yep mm-hmm. those were like those were those were crazy good <laughs> like what's the reaction been to those um <laughs> Exactly the same reaction you had. Probably. Like they're saucy, they're huge. <laughs> yeah. Right. In, in my mind, it's not a first date food unless you know. Unless you know this woman, you, you give her the warning. I'm gonna be messy. Yeah. There is no cool way to eat them because they're, <laughs> they're just like super good. So like like I said, the reaction must be really good to those. We ate um, the mushroom ragu. Right. The flatbread. Yeah. The flatbread. Yeah. Um, and the poutine. Yes. Yeah. Right. So how has the reaction been to all of those things? And again, that's just, that's, that's like 2% of your menu, right? It is. Um, we've had great reaction to the menu in its entirety. Mm-hmm. Um, things kind of, you know, day by day will on one day we'll sell, you know, a million flatbreads and the next we might have three or four. So every day is different, but overall the reaction has been incredibly positive. Um, we take a lot of care into the food that we're doing and it definitely shows in um, in the way the plates go out of the kitchen. Your presentation is killer. I think. Thank the, you. The presentation sells the dish, like as it goes around the room, and you're looking at the presentation of some of those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it catches. If I'm at a table, it's catching my eye, and I'm literally going to ask the person who ordered it. What, you know, what is that? <laughs> if I knew them, I'd have a fork, and I'm going <laughs> to take a take. But the presentation is really good. Was that a huge? Is, is that a huge part of? of of uh of what you what you do cooking wise absolutely um we with our eyes beforehand before even tasting something if if something is visually appealing it's already getting you know your mind ready greedy kevin always eats with his eyes yeah exactly and that's uh, we all do Mm -hmm. if something looks really good you're gonna want to dig in and you're gonna want to enjoy it Mm -hmm. right so so we take care in that as well when, when we're prepping the, the food and, and the menu, we're, we're actually really invested into what the dish looks like before it leaves the kitchen. For sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm really impressed. I was impressed by the taste of the food. I was impressed by the, the, the facility itself. I was impressed by the, the presentation of the food, you know, and your philosophy as the kitchen's running. Um, like you guys run, a, run a, a nice, tight, loose ship. Everybody that was working in the kitchen seemed very relaxed, very laid back, committed. You yeah. know what I mean? Like everybody's drinking the Kool-Aid, so everybody's kind of doing the same thing, right? Yeah. Um, Ray, this question's for you. Why did you guys feel you needed to change things up food-wise uh, as far as Loft 180 goes as opposed, you know, from the food that you guys already serve in the lower level downstairs at well, Dixie's? In the lower level at Dixie's, uh, currently, I mean, we don't – we're very busy. We mm-hmm. have uh, lots of customers coming there, so we're already meeting those clients' needs. Mm-hmm. It's about how do we attract new people to come check us out at the casino. Right now, how's it going? Uh, it's slowly building up. Uh, from our from our first opening day to today, it's just getting increasingly busier and busier. 
which is great news, right? It means that people are talking. For sure. When did you guys open anyway? November 12th, I yes. believe. Yeah. <laughs> November 12th of this year? Yes. yes. Wow. Brand spanking new. Yeah. Brand new, yeah. That's crazy. Wow. All right, so let's give people some basic information as to what your hours are. Can you make reservations? Like you guys, you guys have special events and stuff there, right? We do have uh, lots of special events all the time going on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. So if there's a special event going on, does someone need to make a reservation, or can you just it's just walk in? Like, we don't do reservations, right. but you can absolutely walk in. Yeah, and uh, you know, usually you'll find a seat with no mm -hmm. problems. Yeah, for it's, sure. It's uh, the room turns over fairly quickly. Mm -hmm. What are the hours? Uh, eleven till two. Every day. Every day. So eleven a.m. till yeah. till two. To, to, to 2 a.m. Yeah. Wow. Every single day, seven days a week. Seven days a week. Yeah. Not bad. That's pretty good. <laughs> thanks for coming out, you guys. Thanks a lot, Kevin. We appreciate it. My pleasure. And thanks for having me the other day. I really appreciate that. You're welcome anytime. You're going to regret saying that. <laughs> <laughs> With the food they serve, that definitely will not be my last time. Thanks to Chef Jamie Brionis and Ray Miller from Loft 180, which is a new ultra lounge in McPhillip Street Station. With crazy good food. Thank you guys for coming in today. Be right back. This is 680 CJOB.